you still believe that magical things only happen to other people and somehow you've always been missing out? If you haven't figured it out yet, you're magical too. In case you don't believe me, I'm going to give it another go and try to wrap your head around the you can intuitiveness of entrepreneurship. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms, and we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week, we've got the second of a two-parter, folks. Last week, you got to hear about my shenanigans with Rosie O'Donnell and Randy Zuckerberg. And we continue with an internationally inspirational figure so that you can get all the permission you need to think way outside the box and make things happen for your business in ways you'd never dreamed possible. Until now. So where was I? In last week's episode, I regaled you with the story about celebrity and former talk show host Rosie O'Donnell chatting it up with my mom. And how that was followed by my run-in with the former Facebook COO, Randy Zuckerberg, and convincing her people to let my people hear her speak. But that's not all. As you may have figured out by now, I have a penchant for coming up with zany ways of getting people's attention. I really do enjoy the thrill of trying to make something seemingly unattainable work. I also think that it's a skill, something that you can refine over time and have work in your favor, not only in your personal life, but in business just the same. So if I told you that Nelson Mandela fell for one of my ruses, would you believe me? See, I lived in Cape Town, South Africa during Nelson Mandela's presidency. In hindsight, it was such a pleasure to live in a country where a president is really loved by his own people. If you're unaware, Nelson Mandela was the South African anti-apartheid activist who served as the first president of South Africa from 1994 to 1999. He was the country's first black head of state after serving 27 years in prison. He was as brave as they get, a gentle giant of the heart, and someone that I really wanted to meet before I moved back to the US. My roomie at the time, up for anything, signed on to help me come up with ideas. We couldn't just show up to the parliament doors and ask to see him. He didn't wander the streets of downtown Cape Town either. We thought about writing letters, but that would have taken too long to engage in a boring back and forth when we had no real reason to meet with him. But... I was reading the newspaper one morning, and it said that Madiba would be leaving his office three days later to tour a township. That's what they called him back in the day. Locals knew him as Madiba. Why it listed the date and time of his departure, I can't really remember. But I know that my roommate and I decided to head to the area on that morning and try to catch him while we could. I got my camera ready, because back in the olden days, if you didn't snap it, it never happened, right? We headed down Roland Street and sat on a bench. We waited, 
and waited and waited. A small crowd was gathering near the door of his office, awaiting his exit. A car pulled up several hundred feet from the door, just enough for Madiba to exit his office, walk by the crowd, and get in. It was then that I knew we needed flowers. The whole scene turned into a James Bond movie in an instant. I sent my roomie running to the nearest flower shop and told her to buy the largest bouquet that she could find. Meanwhile, I positioned myself in the crowd towards the middle, saving space for my roomie so that Madiba would exit, see a few people, spot the flowers, get so distracted that he'd walk straight over to us and snap it. Then his office door opened. I saw that tiny but mighty man begin to exit and walk down several stairs to the ground. He was gaining on us, but my roomie wasn't back yet. What was taking her so long? We didn't have cell phones in those days, so I just had to wait. But there was no time. He was inching closer to where I was standing, nodding at a few people and waving at a few more people, and they weren't me. Just as he was approaching where I was standing, my roomie showed up and stood next to me with a simple but beautiful bouquet of purple and white lilies. Or orchids, I don't know what they're called, but I do remember that it went exactly according to plan. He fell for it. My roomie held out the flowers, and Madiba's mouth curled into a smile. He walked over to us, reached out his hand to take the flowers, and he swept my height-challenged roomie into his arm. Knowing what a great photo op we'd created for him, he turned to a few photographers and smiled. My roomie looked in my direction, knowing I was snapping too, and smiled. And I got the picture. You can go see how they're both looking in completely different directions in the picture I posted to the show notes. Aren't these fun stories? You can have the same kind of fun that I do. And your fun doesn't have to involve chasing down international icons. If you're hoping to get the attention of a customer, a client, a reporter, a social media celebrity, a sponsor, a potential co-founder, just someone you admire. As long as the name of the game in entrepreneurship is seeking attention, how else do we get customers and clients to buy from us? Why not add some joy to the process? Thinking outside the box isn't always encouraged when it comes to this stuff. You're supposed to formally contact folks through the proper channels. There seem to be known ways of approaching people. Heck, they even teach the stuff in marketing classes. And it comes with all sorts of buzzkills. You know this because we're left with intimidating thoughts about reaching out at all. Am I doing it the right way? Am I going overboard? Am I annoying them? Why would they even pay attention to me? I say, throw those thoughts away and get creative. Come up with the wackiest, craziest, wildest way to get your goal's attention. And then, dare I say it, try it. You don't call. You don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave a message there. That way I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting to leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, my roomie, the flower shop, and the great Nelson Mandela 
for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.